0: Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. For Thursday, August 11th, I'm your host, Victor Minash. On today's show, we're talking about the most recent employment report that was published on Friday of last week. You've no doubt heard the saying that you can use statistics selectively to make about any argument you want. On today's show, we're going to take a more holistic view of the U.S. employment report and hopefully construct a more complete view of what we think is happening. Is the government lying? Well, no, I don't think so. But the conclusions being drawn are definitely the result of spin being put on the numbers. In the July report, it was reported that the economy added 528,000 jobs. That's on top of 372,000 jobs in June. These are impressive numbers, well above analyst expectations. And the White House proudly claimed that all of the job losses from the pandemic had been officially erased from history. The unemployment rate was down to 3.5%, and the economy is strong. Turns out the Bureau of Labor and Statistics actually publishes two different employment survey reports at the same time, and they have significantly different methodologies and therefore different results. The Bureau of Labor and Statistics has two surveys that measure employment levels and trends. One is called the Current Population Survey, also known as the Household Survey, and the other one is the Current Employment Statistics Survey, often known as the Payroll or Establishment Survey. Both surveys are needed for a complete picture of the labor market. The payroll survey is designed to measure employment. It measures hours and earnings in the non-farm sector by industry and with geographic detail. That survey is best known for providing a highly reliable gauge of monthly change in nonfarm payroll. The household survey is designed to measure the labor force of the civilian non-institutional population with demographic detail. The national unemployment rate is the best-known statistic produced from the Household Survey. The survey also provides a measure of employed people, one that includes agricultural workers and the self-employed. A representative sample of U.S. households provides the information for the Household Survey. Now the national employment estimates from both the Household Survey and the Payroll Survey are published in the Employment News release each month. These estimates differ because the surveys have completely different definitions of employment and they have very distinct survey and estimation methods. So we're going to try and dig into this and understand better what's going on in the jobs market. The establishment report only looks at the number of positions that were filled by being added to company payrolls. So let's imagine that the pub down the road hires someone for three shifts a week, and then let's imagine that same individual gets a morning shift every day of the week working at, say, Target. As far as the Bureau of Labor and Statistics is concerned, two jobs were created, but the same individual is not earning two households worth of income. There's actually a double count happening in the employment figures. They can't tell that one person is holding down two jobs or more. What happens to people who are self-employed or working on a contract basis? These people are considered self-employed and they appear in the household survey but not in the establishment survey. They also don't appear in the unemployment numbers if they lose their source of income. See, the household report tells a different story. The number of people not in the labor force, who currently want a job, was 5.9 million in July. That's little changed over the previous month. That measures also above the February 2020 level, that is before the pandemic, of 5 million. So there's more people wanting a job, 5.9 million, today than there were before the pandemic. Yet the narrative from the White House is that the economic impact of the pandemic has been erased, and that's clearly not the case. These individuals are not being counted as unemployed because they were not necessarily actively looking for work in the four weeks preceding the survey, or they were unable to take a job or unavailable to take a job. The labor force participation is currently only 62%, and that's down from pre-pandemic levels. The narrative attached to the establishment report is that the economy is really strong. Look at all these jobs that have been created, but at the same time, we see unemployment claims increasing. Another 260,000 people filed first-time claims for unemployment last week at a level that's higher than what we saw back in 2019 before the pandemic. And when you add the continuing claims, we have another 1.4 million people seeking unemployment benefits across the nation. And yet somehow, the economy is still really strong. Never mind the fact that we had two straight quarters of economic contraction. We're not in a recession, it seems, because we're going to change the definition. We also saw the second straight quarter of productivity losses. Productivity fell 4.6% in the second quarter after a drop of 7.4% in the first quarter. The first quarter drop in worker productivity was the largest drop in 74 years. But still, the narrative is that the economy is strong. So when we look at the July numbers, the largest contribution was from leisure and hospitality, with 96,000 jobs being added. We also still have major shortfalls in workers in healthcare and education the economy added 70,000 jobs in healthcare in the month of July. These two sectors represented the largest growth in employment. While there's clearly demand for employees in certain sectors of the economy, I'm seeing too many conflicting metrics, suggesting that the economy, in fact, is actually rather weak right now. I think it's super important that you pay attention to not just a subset of the metrics, but all of the metrics before you draw your own conclusions. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.